Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards tolerated. My email is rand at rand-lawrence and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. Hello, I'm your host, Rand Law, with today's quote. The whole is greater than the part. Euclid. Growing up, that quote had always been told to me as the sum is greater than the total of its parts. I believe the point was dismembered portions are not equal to a unit functioning together. Or at least that's what I got out of it. And now for a haiku by Sensei entitled Tom Brady. Football on the tube. Oldest winning quarterback. Seven titles now. This just in. It's time for AJNW News. I was talking with my son about getting together this weekend when I remembered that yesterday was the observance of his in-laws most holy of all holy days, the Super Bowl. I'm not a big follower of sports-based religions, and I'm not even aware of all of the denominations of the faith. Although I do believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the reigning champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. But no matter your denomination, I hope you enjoyed the gathering together of the faithful. And now it's time for AJNW weather. If you've been outside lately, you've noticed it's perfect Masogi weather, or as my instructor would call it, nipply. Even my wife got into it this morning with a cold shower to start off her day. It wasn't something that she intended to do, but she hadn't let the water warm up sufficiently before I pushed her in. I mean, escorted her to determine the temperature. But don't worry, no husbands were hurt in this demonstration. Now, moving on to AJNW traffic. As you might expect, traffic moved along at a brisk pace this morning. Everything seems to be brisk this morning. And traffic is expected to slow tomorrow due to ice and snow or some other such nonsense. Now it's time for AJNW Sports. Unfortunately, there will be no sports coverage this time as I missed the game as it interfered with my nerd rerun science fiction space fantasy television show. I even missed the all-important halftime show that is generally viewed even by the most cynical non-believers. Although some may say I'm not without hope, as I did check out Tracy Morgan's best Super Bowl commercial ever, at least I'm pretty sure it was, for Rocket Mortgage. I hope they play this one all year long. On the other hand, the Oatly commercial, while I agree with the sentiment, I think I've seen enough of already. And by saying enough of, I mean I'd like to erase it from my memory. But on the other hand, when something sucks so bad, people remember it. Like the old Where's the Beef commercial. Of course, with Oatly, they were saying no cow. I guess that commercial actually is going back to Where's the Beef, in a manner of speaking. Now it's time for Q&A with Sensei. There's been a lot of debate going on about when to hold the next Tokushi Kempo camp. It has been suggested for the end of March, but it could also be the end of May, as long as it's an M month. 
since they just wanted to avoid the April showers. Two Indiana parks had been suggested, the one that we went to last time and the one that we were going to go to, top the list. But there was also an interest expressed in not going to any park, but taking either a long or medium-long bicycle camping Tokushi camp. Primitive skills and basic Kempo internal and external training headed the list for topics to pursue during the camp. And now I see it's time to finish off our introduction to Book 7 from the Mystic Dreamwalker series, Ruger Jackson, Xanderland. And be sure to tune in next week for the introduction to Book 8, Ruger Jackson, In the Sky. And while we're still on the writing subject, I'm looking into getting an AI editor to catch all of the faux pas and things that I read over and miss, or the spelling correct unintentionally changes a word that a dyslexic individual might have mistyped. I'm not pointing any fingers because my thumb is sticking right back at me. And now, back to where we left off. She then added that she understood what he was going through as she had been in his shoes at one time not so long ago. She continually talked to him sympathetically about the difficulties of transferring schools during your senior year. Ruger felt conflicted almost immediately as he desired nothing more than to have a friend he could trust, but he also recognized the danger of opening up. His mind went back to the girl that he had left behind that had no idea where he had gone to, and he regretted every day not being brave enough to let her know how he had felt about her. Karen accidentally brushed his knee as she reached over to shift the five-speed. Ruger jumped, or at least twitched, involuntarily, and she apologized for startling him. She mentioned as they pulled up that he could talk to her at school if he ever needed to have a friendly ear. Ruger wondered if she was flirting with him. He was good about these things, generally speaking. He always seemed to be aware of subtle clues people gave off. Even the shrink had mentioned this, and he had commented on Ruger's intuition. Still, Ruger never let on about what he suspected, yet deep down he thought maybe Maybe if he could fill his life with someone else, it would help him over the pain of his loss. Then, opening the door, he got out, thanking her again for the ride. She looked deep into his eyes and seriously replied that it was her pleasure. She said, It isn't very often that two people in the world make a connection so quickly. I want you to know, if you need to talk, I'll be there for you. And, if you... Need a ride? Let me know. After all, I'm right down the road from you. As she pulled away, Ruger wondered if the line about the ride was an innuendo or was it just his teenage hormones playing havoc with his mind. Then he recognized the sound of the school bus pulling away from the bus stop just around the corner. He sighed in relief. He was right on time or even a little earlier if he took in consideration how long it would have taken him to walk home from the bus stop. Everything was going to be fine, and he opened the front door with his key 
and stepped inside to see his mother with a drink in hand and a dour look on her face. Who was that whore that dropped you off? If you skip school to go catting around, she paused to take a drink. No, Mom, it wasn't like that. She's just a teacher. I miss a bus going to my homeroom, and she gave me a ride home. It was right on her way. Oh, the whore's a teacher. Maybe I should call her and thank her for offering her services to a teenage boy. I wonder if it was just taxi services, or was it more? She said, again taking another drink. Rieger had to give his mother Karen's name to appease her suspicions. He knew from past experience that there was no way around it. He only hoped that once she was satisfied that everything was on the up and up, she wouldn't mention anything to his father. His mother proceeded to call the school and made up a story sounding incredibly sober. And she got Karen's home phone, but not her cell phone number, to thank her for her kindness. His mother reached Miss Meadows just as she arrived home. Her manner was colder and filled with undertones as she introduced herself as Linda Jackson, Ruger's mother, and then she thanked Karen for her interest in her son and the personal car service. Then she laughed about how easy it was for a teenage boy to get the wrong impression over such things. Ruger couldn't hear Karen's response, but he felt like he was dying a little as his mother went on about the dirty minds of teenage boys' dreams in their wild imagination. She mentioned how Ruger's dreams often woke the whole house with his cries of terror. And that is the end of our introduction to... Book 7. I have followed the way of the pen and the sword all of my life. Tragically, I am not as good as I would like to be in either artistic expression, but I am spending a bit more time with my cartoons and my caricatures. I'm never satisfied with any of my writing or my drawing, and I realize that I would never get anything produced if I would try to enforce perfection at least to my standards with my meager skills. So, in an effort to get something done, I followed the advice of a host of accomplished writers and artists, and I release things as they are. Normally speaking, most books have many editors going through it under the traditional method of publication. But now, there's usually just one to three editors when you're going with a big publishing firm, and even less when you are operating on a shoestring budget, continually finding where a word is left out, such as the or my. And sometimes there is a substitution for but for that or vice versa. That is why I'm encouraged with the advent of artificial intelligence helping out with this skill. There is a tendency as a writer to read everything in your book as if it came out on paper the way that you thought it sounded in your head. So at the close of this series, which is already in production, I will return to the beginning of the series and start running an AI editor over the whole thing. This is very similar to the process one goes through after achieving a black belt. Initially, you're learning the letters by studying the basic techniques, 
And then at Black Belt, he learned to write in cursive. So going from simple printing to cursive writing is still just the beginning. As you move on and begin to make sentences to express your ideas. In the martial arts, this is generally referred to as shuhari. Looking at basic kata would be shu. And then ha would be taking that kata and applying it maybe in ways that had not ever been intended in the first place. Of course, ri would be transcending kata and moving beyond technique. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge over power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.